we're back with chapter three in Colossians. Before we start, go ahead and take a moment for a quick prayer or a long one. Those are even better. Yeah, just pause us. Just pause us and do what you need to do. And then if there is anything that we can do, anything we can lift up in prayer, if you need a Bible, if you need anything, just go to the website, contact us, let us know, APHomeChurch.com. All right, but before we start reading chapter three, go ahead and go back and listen, if you haven't already, to chapters one and two, Mm -hmm. because we just read through the whole books and we just kind of uh, hit things as we go in this study, so... The whole book's really not going to make a whole lot of sense to you if you haven't listened to the first two chapters on it. So go back and listen to those. Uh, If you already have, chapter 3, we'll go ahead and start in verse 1. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. We have no idea how to think of things on the realities of heaven and think about the things of heaven, not of this this earth. Most of us have no idea just because we're so far removed from it. We don't want to think about heaven. We don't or the realities of it. We don't want to think about that it is going to come one day. I always reference the not-too-soon comments you get when you say, come soon, Jesus, Lord, soon, you know. I wish it was today. Maybe today, maybe tonight, maybe in five minutes. You you always hear people, well, not too soon. Yeah, and even one of my favorite teachers kind of disappointed me with going off on this whole thing where he wasn't really concerned and he still wanted to see his children grow, which... I mean, amen. I would. I, it's not that I don't want to, but, but I desire to be with Christ. You never get to see your children. Yeah, and it's not like that. We go like... into some different other, you know, existence, and we have, you know, no, we don't know how the exact little details are going to play out. But I trust him, and you know, it's not like we're going into a completely different. Yeah. You know, like whoa, what are I we? Know who, who my are... kids are? What's yeah, happening? Yeah. No. Again, we reference when Christ came back. He wasn't like, whoa, who are you guys? I don't recognize you. And yeah. <laughs> he looked like he did a few days ago, only. Hold on, guys. Brandon didn't put his phone on silent. Um, You know, we shared so much. You know what's weird is I had it on silent before we started this, so I don't know what happened you, in between that. Did you hit it and turn it back on thinking have. you went to turn it on silent? Well, the thing that I'll, you know, Randy Alcorn's book about heaven and heaven for kids, those are great resources. He does um, such a good job with that. Because not only, we don't literally live this, um, I would say, for the most part of Christians today. And I don't think that the majority of our Christian culture, um, our churches, uh, even just our society within the church, even encourages this. No, we don't. And I always reference that. Yeah, we encourage you to wear your football jersey yeah. on certain game days. I always bring up that I'm good at. our American way of life doesn't fit along in with that. Oh, our American way of life is the anti. And Well, and that's what's unfortunate. And it's not necessarily that it's bad, you know. It's just a, not a front. It's just not biblical. And, mm-hmm. you know, you lose sight of 
Christ so easily in that. Yeah. And you don't even realize it, even while meaning, you don't, you know, I mean, even if you don't mean to, and, and you, you don't even realize it, you know, before then you're thinking, you know, 20, 30 years down the road and putting in, all, you know, and, and working towards these goals and sometimes sacrificing family and friends to work towards these goals just so you're set for, you know, retirement, retirement and, and all these different things, which again, not, I don't want to say that all of that's bad, but a lot of times, what's the cliche saying that somebody in there uh, on their deathbed would have never, never yeah, says never that, say, I wish I would have worked, wish I would've worked more. Mm-hmm. So there's that, <laughs> there's part of that. I mean, if God's taking care of you, then what are you worrying about? But we're just focused on, you know just our future here on this earth just that's what we're taught Mm -hmm. i mean even in school you know it's it's all about the future it's all about your future and your future here and what you're going to none of it is about your 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 heavenly future you know or the imminent coming of christ whichever we we don't what's the saying you should never be so heaven-minded that you you're of no earthly good yeah is that yeah so heavenly minded that you're of no. i'm like but wait and a that second statement in if itself is i am completely heavenly minded i should be totally every ounce of doing good here you know what i mean like if if i was more heavenly minded i'd probably do better here like I don't well, think we're understanding what these things mean. And I think what crushes that is verse 3. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Is what it should be. And that's... You died to every aspect of this life. Every goal, every because future. Christ now you're, is our life. Correct. And you've submitted to Christ and his will in your life. And, yeah. and whatever that means I'm a vessel for, for him to use in whatever way he needs to use I don't care what it is because I don't care what I have but you died to all your goals and and dreams and hopes for here and you gave your life to Christ but that sounds so like such you, a horrible anti-American right. message to say which die to your hopes and dreams and goals right but you which gotta hustle you gotta yeah. do good things and slap Jesus on it mm-hmm. and it'll be good I mean we thought that's what we were doing yeah, no, we, uh, that's a very unfortunate misconception because it leads a lot of people down dark paths away from Christ because it does, that's what it's designed to do. Yep. And we have to realize that, yes, we have acceptance, you know, of, of things because we understand that this is the world that we have to live in and we understand, but just that we have to live here it's not something that we should want to be in this is like the, well, the like disgusting paul, hotel before you get you yeah know. well like paul saying like i'm glad i'm here for the sake of doing good right with which you is funny to do right that. like yeah, yeah that, that's great but i would much rather be with christ because that would be far that's better for far me. better so i'm yeah. glad i am here here today that i can serve Correct. whatever god puts in front of me to do what I can do and enjoy the little things that I get to enjoy. Yes, that is nice. But I wish I could be with Jesus today. But at the end of that but day. But then you say that and that's where you get that, well, not too soon. You don't want to go too. You can never be reunited with Christ too soon unless you're not a believer. 
right? So if some crazy thing happens and I'm in heaven tonight, there there's no downside to that. I would invite everybody to take a serious moment, and we don't do it, but where you clear out everything in your head and you seriously just think about Christ's return. Mm -hmm. Just think about that time, that day, like what what's just try to envision what it's going to be like and try to it could be in five minutes it could be in 10 minutes it could sure. be in half an hour it, it, it could be next week June next 9th. year i don't know who knows we don't know but it's coming and it's coming fairly soon most likely like literally like and in if our we time stop soon we stop and we just think about that we just think about this we're looking for just this Trumpet reuniting from heaven. <laughs> you know, this reuniting period. This, you know, we're going to an awesome party, <laughs> like super awesome party, Claudia. <laughs> Is it super? It was awesome. Was yeah. hers, right? No, Gina's awesome. No, Gina's I awesome. Yeah. I don't know. We're I all trying to expand our vocabulary here. We are. This is super awesome. That's a new one. But. Substantial. Remember, I had a substantial friend who always, party. She, she, everything said substantial, so we'd always give her a hard time, and we would just when she'd be talking and we'd be talking with her, we'd just add substantial to everything. <laughs> it's pretty fun. So it's going to be a substantial party, a very large, fun, awesome time, and we need to think about it as if it could be in a few minutes and, and get in the moment think about it like man what if it is we like, do that with our kids our kids love what if it is in 30 minutes yeah Disney, like, dang it well it wasn't well, your and will then that but that makes you think too what are you doing right now in your life yeah if this is really going to happen you don't know yeah, that might you're scare not, the crap not, out of some people. You're not promised to, to tomorrow. sit and think about the fact that they would meet Jesus in five minutes. Well, yeah, yeah. but you're not promised tomorrow. So yeah. even if it's not the rapture of the church, you're not promised tomorrow. You don't know. How many times do you see stories of he went to bed, he was a perfectly healthy young guy, and just didn't wake up the next a day? A lot, yeah. You, you know, or a car stories. accident, yeah, you a freak know, accident. Or... You never know just when getting in your car and driving a mile down the road can be fatal. Yeah, I mean, you, have, no you never know. And so, but think about that, you know. So today, what are the things that are on your mind that you are, yeah, you're going to sit down and listen to this, but then what do you have that you're focusing on, that you're concerned about, that you're stressing about, that you just have got to get to and got to work on? Okay, well, now look at it from this mindset. If you are going home and you are going to stand before the father tomorrow right does that still matter today because i think we all should stop and weigh ourselves you know with that i mean that was our big thing with doing our homeschool a different a little different living different you know doing all these different things because we stop and constantly think about that okay well on the scale does that matter or is that something that matters on a worldly scale so if it matters on a worldly scale why why do i care Right. Yes, there are things we have to do, right? There's certain things, but do you really have to do that or do you just think you have to do that? Because that's another big one, too. Well, I have to do all of these things. I can't. Well, do you really have to? If you, yeah. You, gotta, you, ha you have to do. And again, all of this is a heart issue. So you've got, is your heart really pointed towards seeking Christ's return? Is that really what you're doing? You know, and it just, it forces you to assess those things and search scripture and search your heart and deal with that. I feel really bad to quote what this movie is from because it's a horrible movie and I don't want to quote movies, but there's a line in it that 
um, is just so fitting to this. But in the movie Heat, mm-hmm. where they're going, there's a scene in there when they're going back and forth in the diner. But he says, "Don't let yourself get attached to anything that you're not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds." Yeah. Of course, his is if you spot the heat coming around the corner. But okay. the line was, yeah. "Don't ha- don't be attached to anything in your life that you can't walk out on well, in 30 seconds." Well, that's Ecclesiastes. That's Solomon. That's with totally Ecclesiastes. And this is what we teach our kids: hold it with an open hand. If it's there and you have it, cool. So if it's gone, okay. The Lord will forgive me for using a movie quote, but I uh, I think it fits, and I I think that's how you should view your life. You're like, what am I doing? Is this something that I could drop in thirty seconds and not care about? Good idea. Am I really holding it with an open hand? Yeah, am I or really am I clinging on to these things? Am I clinging I mean, on to my home, my career? Of my course, please don't. Hobbies, pl- please don't misquote me <laughs> on that. Like I'm not saying nobody that listens to the Bible studies would, but if anybody does come across this, I'm not saying no. You, you know, because there's lots of things productive in life that take a lot more than 30 seconds to be able to decide. But, but I it just—I would just—that's just a heart check to say, you know, is this something that I could drop just in no time flat? Because we all have stuff that we couldn't. Right. And so that's where we need to assess ourselves, mm-hmm. search our hearts, and make adjustments. Yeah, I agree. And that, it flows into uh, verse 5 for the reason for all these things. It says, so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. I know we got a lot of highlighters out there. So I would I would highlight all those sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy. A greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these things, the anger of God is coming. And then I love verse 7. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. So yes, we all were all of these things at one point. But the question is, are these things still a part of so what our we, lives? Uh, we love to say that we can't be judgmental about things. And we say, what, are you certainly? But it's like... No, you you realize that when you come to Christ, you give up all of oh, these things and that you have no desire to do any of these things. So if you say you come to Christ and you're still caught in these things, you have to go, ah, oh, wait a minute, because you should have no desire whatsoever to be, that doesn't mean you don't slip. Of course you'll slip, but you just, you should not have any desire and there should not be something that you're caught in consistently. Yeah. You don't oopsie every Yeah, it's like, oops, oops. I know know that Jesus will forgive me at the end of every single day. It's like, no, you can't go live your sinful life and then pray on your knees at night and ask for forgiveness and expect to be forgiven because you're not really, you're not truly loving God. You're not wanting to be forgiven. Yeah. You're not wanting wanting to make sure your slate gets cleared before you go do more bad things, just in case. It's funny because we've been, recently we've been hit with a lot of the, uh, judgmental uh, feedback. Who are you to judge? Who are we you to judge? judge. We don't judge don't one another. Judge, yeah. That's absolutely false in so many different ways. Um, 
we definitely are tanking the 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 plank out of our eyes when we talk about these things because the reason why you're so hard and so judgmental on these things is because you were once you used to do these things when you were still part of this world yeah oh yeah guilty of all of them so i'm like no none of that is no none of it is okay not here you can't and if your life your life is and that is where repentance isn't being preached enough at the pulpit because people don't realize these things along with coming to Christ. We just go, here's salvation. Good luck with it. It's like, no, you need to explain a few things. Well, no, we We're why. all of the, we all are all of these things right here. We have our, our, our flesh naturally goes against God and our natural human flesh will go and do every single one of these things every single time yep so not learn a lesson and go do it again like <laughs> and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and that's the problem and when you come to christ you make the realization or you find the realization that yes all these things are exactly what he died for and what he is here to give you deliverance from so yes he wants to save you from all of these things and you are wiped clean of all of these things but you don't go repeating them and you don't go in approval of people who repeat them mm -hmm. and and you you push every single thing out get it out i mean you died to this what does die mean think we know uh, doesn't that mean cease to exist yeah mm -hmm. okay imagine like but we don't think about that though it says you die to these we things do. okay we all have loved ones right who have passed right we know what that means yeah imagine if they just like you're gonna go today. dig grandma up like yeah, what like, are you she gonna would do just like pop in today and be like all, oops oh. back yeah like it doesn't work like that you have to be it's it's usually death is done like done done so that is what you do to your sins and we all and we're talking and again everybody's gonna get convicted and be like i'm, I'm judging <laughs> is that your impression that's that's my impression of the youtube in? comments come <laughs> judging. it's all right i love them all i so love them every time I though do. i see a comment like that i'm just gonna hear your voice in my head just rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Well, every time I hear these people, I just want to get, I just, I love them and I want to give them a hug and I just want to say that I'm praying for them. But, of course, we all struggle with a lot of these in different ways. You know, we'll, we'll have, just because you're delivered from your sins, it never means your struggles are going to go away. So you'll have to constantly fight struggles and it'll be a battle every probably every day yeah of course but that doesn't mean that you give into it i mean it's it's just you know think of it like an addict in rehab that's, that's exactly what it is like you cannot We're touch all ones addicted to the things of this world okay so it'd be a really bad addict in rehab right <laughs> like because a lot of times we go and we we take the drugs yeah. instead of instead of not but i mean that's what we're we're basically in rehab from these things but i think the point that this whole ranting while wow, we've been doing this for a long time and 
it's. I knew this beginning. would happen with Colossians. That's why I kept giving okay, a warning with it. Even it's point, four chapters of a book, and it's going to be the three hour. But the point being that we all have to take this seriously, and we all need to assess every single day of our lives from here on out until we get to be reunited with Christ. We need to stop and assess: Am I loving the world in this, or am I not? Because I shouldn't be. My my eyes should always be focused on Christ. End of discussion. No ifs, ands, or buts. And am I really doing that? Because I guarantee we're not. We're missing on in a million different ways. And so when we read these things, this is something that we are literally to do. And so we need to literally do this. So I will we're not just, taking it serious enough. I will just – yeah, that's very true. And I will – Start back in verse 6, even though I already read 6 and 7. I'm just going to go back because it, it goes into, again, explaining more things that we shouldn't do. So because verse 6, because of these things, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. And then verse 8. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malice behavior, slander and dirty language don't lie to each other for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds remember you've stripped off your old sinful nature it's gone like we were talking about it's gone put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him in this new life it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. So every argument that anyone has that, what about this? What about that? What about the Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, Christ is all that matters, and he, already, and he lives in all of us. He literally just said that it doesn't matter if you're circumcised or uncircumcised. If you've read your Old Testament, um, that's kind of like the <laughs> biggest deal of the whole thing. So if that doesn't matter, I mean, that's the level in which we're discussing here. Verse 12. Just saying. Since God chose you to be the holy people, he loves you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So this is what we all strive to do. We tender-hearted, mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. These are all traits. These are our new goals. And these are traits that mark a walk with Christ. Yes. Okay, so if we're doing those other things that are above, in verse 8, <clears throat> anger, rage, malice, behavior, slander, dirty language, all these things, that consistently. Yes. Not we are not for. not what we're looking for because we're looking for mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. So those things are the exact opposite of the above verse 13 make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you remember the Lord forgave you so you must forgive others even when you really really don't want to 
especially when you really, really don't want to. That's the most important time. Because there were times that you could admit that God shouldn't have forgiven you, but he did. And if you don't have a point like that in your life, you may want to re- Humble yourself that. and rethink about yeah, it. Yeah, because I think we all have, and, and we all know when, that we don't deserve, I know most of us know that we don't deserve anything. But um, we have to remember to share that same time at, same type of attitude with other people, and that's what we definitely push in the house to the kids about forgiveness and we try to even display it with them too even when they will get caught in doing something that they're not supposed to or lying or something I always try to make a point to say hey look I'm going to forgive you but do not do this again because if you keep doing this again this shows me that you're not really sorry for what you did and that's exactly what uh, God has done from us, for us so we need to make sure and, and share that type of forgiveness to other people as well. Above all, in verse 14, above all, clothe yourselves with love with which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Not just on Thanksgiving. <laughs> always be thankful let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts in whatever you do or say do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus giving thanks through him to God the Father Remember, that was kind of what we used as our point when we were talking in the Hot Fire Topics uh, church edition with the modesty and what do you wear, Mm -hmm. what are you doing, and that was our point. You are a representative of Jesus. Of the Lord Jesus, right. (coughs) Excuse me. So if you wouldn't go, if you were a CEO of some Fortune 500 company, you wouldn't show up to a board meeting in you know, stained up sweatpants, reeking like booze and your hair all about, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't even dream of doing something like that. Okay. Well, as representatives of Christ, which is obviously far more important than your little fortune 500 company, what are you doing out with your daily life? Are you truly working like a representative of Christ? Right? So if he's who you're working for, and you're out and about with whoever you're in front of, even if it's just your own home, your own children. Right. Are you truly living, behaving, talking, thinking, acting, serving? At all, all times. of the things, yeah. Like a represent. But you know what I mean? We can so easily, oh, well, that's for work. I couldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like we can so easily grasp that concept, but it's like this one gets lost. Yeah, we forget so that think Christ of it in the same a, sense. Christ lived a holy and blameless life. Yeah. At all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just when he was at work. It was on his way home from work, on his way to work. So if you truly work for him because you claim to be a believer of his, you're on the clock 24-7, and is this how you are representing him? 
is this how you're doing it? I mean, yeah. to, to stop and think about that. I think we all can think of times when what we did was not very becoming <laughs> as a representative sure. of Christ, which we must apologize for, make amends for. I can hundred different times. But how many times, imagine if we just kept that thought in our head. So sometimes when things would come up and we would like to pick anger, rage, anger. malicious behavior. Did I just say that? Yep. Anger, rage, <laughs> malicious behavior, things like that we can remember, hey, I am here to represent Christ. Maybe I can be patient. I can show mercy. Right. I can be kind. <clears throat> like, keep that on our mind, right? If you are a school teacher, right, you think of, you know, teachers never say bad words. You think of, you know, kindergarten teachers and stuff like that. You know, everything's always so, you know, you wouldn't just start dropping F-bombs. Like, there's certain, maybe you do that at home, but that's not something you would do at work. You'd never even consider it. So reading this, I want to know, and I've, brought this up in plenty of podcasts before Mm -hmm. but what we're sharing on Facebook and what those posts and what or Instagram or whatever social media you use and what they say just still your thoughts and what are you saying about them I don't care how you feel politically one way or the other but what just funny but what yeah is it is it a joke Mm -hmm. is that being a representative of well, there's no asterisk here that says, oh, unless you're just joking or unless it's just a It doesn't need, there's no asterisk whatsoever. And there is definitely not, there's nothing wrong with thinking certain things are funny and like that, but it's what we're representing. Mm-hmm. And it's what we're saying. Laugh at it, chuckle at it yourself. Okay. And the We've all had those things home. where you chuckle and go, oh my gosh, I shouldn't even Of laugh. course, I, I did it today, this morning. I looked at one and I was like, man, that is hilarious. I shouldn't laugh at that. So I'm going to walk away so from this So I'm going to walk away from this. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I, so, But th- nobody's going to know what that was. I'm not going to reshare it. I'm not going to, you know, say anything about it. But so we have to. The you're sharing are the things that are unkind, malicious, angry, uh, you know, any of the, the things that are always on these bad lists that we see? Well, the, the newer thing that, that I've seen that all the relatives have been is everything against Cortez, that the, the de- which she is a, she's a lunatic. I mean, I'm not blaming everybody for, but there's no He's not calling absolute, her names and being mean to her. He's just saying she's a lunatic. Yeah, I mean, like, she is crazy. Like, the like legitimately, she's crazy. She's, not what. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not calling her names, and I'm not. I'm not slandering her, and that I'm actually defending the slander of her. Yeah. That was my point. Was the point was, it is ridiculous the things, even though most of them are true, to say these things, and, and even though if the the point of the matter is true. How you're saying it and what you're saying about her. I mean, as a representative of Christ, you should be like, hey, I love her as a sister and I hope to God that she comes to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You know, but that's not the things that we're saying. No. We're saying and getting the into these politically charged arguments. And thing and and that was just one example of something. I mean, there it's all kinds of stuff. Um you know any the same thing about any defense of trump any any time especially with the uh, fake news stuff and all this crap it's he singles out people and then slanders them and then they defend the slander well he's telling the truth it, okay that's fine it's you shouldn't have anything to do with this 
We're praying for everybody here. Trump and the guy that's slandering him, mm -hmm. or vice versa. Yeah. So those types of the those types of, of traits are not becoming to a life of a Christian. And that's not that's not what we do nor should we do. And you really, really need to like you know these things they that, they said because a lot of the stuff the anchors got it's coming so I man I'm not the judge of any of this I don't know what guidelines God yeah I don't know what he forgives and doesn't for you know I I have no idea how he works his judgments his judgment mm -hmm. but I would not want to be caught in this stuff and just expect that you're okay. I would advise you to to maybe worry a little if this is what you're doing. But this is this goes everywhere. Are you are you the type of person that's standing, you know, two people back at the gas station talking smack about the cashier cuz she's going too slow? Mm -hmm. Road rage. Are you the are you the jerk the talking and drive through because somebody's taking too long to order like mm -hmm. all these types of things i mean even though they're small examples these are these are the things that lead up There's to bigger glimpses things of your heart where do you think that we got the leaders that we did mm -hmm. it starts small it doesn't just you don't just get what we get that takes a lot of time to get to that point and it's not a it's not in a good way so that was, I told you this was going to be very, very long. This will be a good one now. You're in 18. I'm trying. If you've listened this far, verse 18. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Children, always obey your parents for this pleases the Lord. Okay, so this verse is cool, and our children should know it. But I think this is neat, not just for like a, see, it says the Bible says you have to obey me. Right. right? That's how I feel like we normally yeah, hear no, it. it says. I think that verse 20 is so important because it states, for this pleases the Lord. Little kids even, they want to know how they can connect with God. Because this is a big thing that as adults we can't fully comprehend. So how do we expect these little ones to totally grasp onto all of these things, right? Like, you want to do something, You you they know about Jesus, they want to please God, you know, all these things, but, but what do I do, right? I can't do these things that mommy and daddy can do. I can't do these things, right? And we always tell them, well, when you listen, when you, you know, help your brother, that's always so, you know, they're little things that, yes, I mean, those are good. There's nothing wrong with that, I think. But to, to understand this, this point can here be their of, service to God is just obeying their parents. pleases God. Like, you are growing in your relationship with God when you do this. You are showing, like, you guys are growing in closeness and intimacy with one of another. Like, that's so cool. That's well, so awesome. what I always tell them is I always say, Listen, daddy is God's child. Mm -hmm. Daddy is just trying to please God. So I obey my father in heaven. Mm -hmm. So daddy obeys his father and listens to his command. And 
then they kind of get this so just by obeying just by brushing my teeth and putting pajamas on I'm doing just like daddy and obeying God. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Because mommy that's and exactly, daddy asked you to go what, brush right. your teeth and put on pajamas and, and you, you said yes and went and did yes. it. That's it. And you did so knowing that you are serving God mm-hmm. by going and doing that. So it's a great way because we just we, we, we just have to to show the kids that we are children as well and God is our father. And so, you know, we also have somebody to answer to. Like mm-hmm. Listen, you have to listen to me because I have to answer mm-hmm. to him. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I think that's important for our kids to understand that we're not just these adults that get to do whatever we want. To, no, I'm listening and answering to someone at the end of the day just like sure. we all are, yeah. right? Like it's Yeah, important. absolutely. 21. Fathers, do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. I love this one, and this is one of the ones that I brought up before too. Um, there's just no reason to lord over your children or to discipline is one thing harsh discipline listen god deals with us harshly when we have to be dealt with harshly some when we, things require some those some things definitely require those things a harsh rebuke definitely but for the most part we're praying for mercy mm-hmm. we're praying for forgiveness we're like little scared children ourselves that are hoping that god doesn't get too angry because we really messed up and we really need help and we really this is like the probably the 93rd time that we've came to him today (laughs) because we need your help and we messed up so and he gives us mercy and does not aggravate us and doesn't go listen i'm going to teach you a lesson so you'll never do this it's like okay you're just setting the system up Uh, yeah it's just so we got to remember that. Discipline is one thing, but we can't lord over our children like that. And we, we really have to do a self-assessment on their behavior to, make, to ensure that we're not doing that. So are they really doing things? Are they acting out? Are they really doing things like that uh, for a reason? Is it just annoying you? Because sometimes that's not necessarily wrong. Yeah, they're not doing anything wrong. Just because wrong, they're bothering you, you're just annoyed. Guilty. So, yeah, I mean, I think we've all been there. But that's why I say it. <laughs> that's exactly why I say it. So, verse 22. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. Serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear of the Lord. So slaves right there should just be employees. Employees, (laughs) employer. Are you actually working for your boss, obeying them and pleasing them because of your fear of the Lord that that's what you are doing and serving them? And all the time, not just when they're watching. constantly slandering and being angry and like, Ah, my boss. See, and then ah, this goes from the, the kids' instruction of obeying your parents for this pleases the Lord to telling you, adults, now, You gotta kind of do the same thing. Because of your reverent fear of the Lord and do it just like you would for him. Yeah. Verse 23. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. See, all of the, I know all of the stinks. That's why some of y'all might want to question your careers. Because if you can't do this with your boss or you can't do this with your life, 
Why are you there? Why are you there? Well, this is a big one to teach our children and the sure. stuff when we're teaching them different jobs and things, their schoolwork. Sorry, it sounds like elephants are stomping over our heads. Um, that's huge. But what about you? What about every time you've got to wash 8,000 dishes, you have to do another load of laundry that you just washed and they drug all over the floor, that you have to remop the floors because you just finished cleaning and they ran through with mud on their boots, that I'm talking of all of the things I've screwed up on on the past week, so that's why they're all coming to mind. But this is so huge, not only to teach our children, but to teach us, us as well, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. So if I just finished mopping the floors and then Jesus comes running through with muddy boots, I'm not going to scream and freak out on him that I just cleaned the floors. <laughs> and what is he doing? I told him a million times to take his boots off. Stinking Jesus. Like, are you kidding me? We would never even like that thought would never even cross our mind. So why we, we've just got to got to live these things quite literally. You going to hook me up with one of those or are you just going to eat? a red? I wine? did right before. I know. And I already started. ate it. That's your problem. Not mine. Brandon's eating a red vine and not sharing with me. All right, verse 25. But if you do what is wrong, you will be paid back for the wrong that you have done. For God has no favorites. I don't know what that means. So I just wouldn't do anything that you would. What that payback is. I have no idea what God is going to do. So it says he'll pay you back for everything wrong that you've done. I don't know if that means like, like soon. Ultimately, I just wouldn't do it. Don't do it. That's That's chapter three. What? I want a red vine. (sighs) You can't. Nobody can see you staring at me (laughs) creepily right now. Hold, please, everyone. I'm sorry. Thank you. You can't just eat a red vine in front of me. All right, chapter four. Yeah, I can. I'm only allowed to have red vines. You're only allowed to have like three. Yeah, and you've eaten two of them. Okay. Chapter four. Read with a red vine in your mouth. Masters, be just and fair to your slaves. Remember that you have a master in heaven. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray for us, too, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I am here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. I like seasoned with salt better in the ES. I like a lot mm-hmm. of things like that. But. It says Greek and seasoned with salt. Yeah. Verse 7. Tychius will give you a full report about how I am getting along. He is a beloved brother and faithful helper who serves with me in the Lord's work. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how we were doing and to encourage you. I am also standing Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, one of your own people. He, Antichius, will tell you everything that is happening here. Aristocratus, who is in prison with me, sends you his greetings. And so does Mark, Barnabas' cousin. As you were instructed before, make Mark welcome if he comes your way. Jesus, the one we call Justice, also sends his greetings. 
These are the only Jewish believers among my co-workers. They're working with me here for the kingdom of God. And what comfort they have been. Epaphras, a member of your own fellowship and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends you his greetings. He always prays earnestly for you, asking God to make you strong and perfect, fully confident that you are following the whole will of God. I can assure you that he prays hard for you and also for the believers in Laodicea and Heropolis. Luke, the beloved doctor, sends his greetings and so does Demas. Please give my greetings to our brothers and sisters at Laodicea, to Nympha and the church that meets in her house. After if you have read this letter, pass it to the church at Laodicea so they could read it too. And you should read the letter that I wrote to them, which that letter is lost to the later. Or some people say that it might be, um, might be like kind of like Ephesians. Hmm. And say to Acrippus, be sure to carry out the ministry the Lord gave you. Here's my greeting in my own handwriting. Paul, remember my chains. May God's grace be with you. Amen. Amen. He wrote that greeting there, obviously, because there was. he was doing this with these letters because there's people passing letters around that were fake letters from Paul mm-hmm. that were very, very doctrinally different. Right. They were very, very different. They were fake news documents, but they were like really bad. Yeah. So that closes out Colossians, which I I say this all the time, but I do truly love Colossians. I think if you're going to ask me what my favorite book in the New Testament was, I probably would go to Colossians. Um, I just, I love this book. I love the way that, that Paul writes. Uh, this, Like I said uh, at the beginning, the first one with the supremacy of Christ. Um, and then it's just an all in all encouraging, instructional um, book. So, anything you can think of? Anything else? I don't think if there's anything else. I hope if you got this far, you enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Yep, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.